podcast. done this podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so Mark Stroll was on one time, and one of the hosts, not me, lost the audio. Okay, it was me. Lost the audio from the computer. <laughs> to be fair, your computer down. exploded. Yeah, you didn't call. lose anything. I was in the Apple store yelling, I have a podcast <laughs> they were like, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And then they actually security. broke the computer completely when you said that. Right. <laughs> like, you go. The Apple store guy broke it over his knee and was like, no more. Someone has to stop. No more. Hi, Nico. What's up, Con? Not much. I love you. I love you. No homo. Mm, a little bit of homo for me. Just a little bit. Just a smidge. From two guys who are never part of the boys club, we want to welcome you to ours. Welcome to Boys Club. This is our podcast. About boys. And about other things. Like their clubs. And the things we were a part of. Hockey. And we're not a part of. Bagels. Wait, did you say we were a part of hockey? I wasn't. Me neither. Welcome to the club, boys. Grab a bagel. Grab a boys. Grab a bagel. I was like, what do boys eat? Hey, Connor. Okay, you want to do our joint boys club today? Yeah, today we have a very special boys club, and it's actually political. And it's also, it's not, it's not uh, sponsored content, though we wish it was. It's not. It is anti-capitalist, but it's pro, pro-gay. Pro-gay. Um, and that is the movie Bros and all of the Twitter discourse about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. We both saw it with some friends on, what was that, Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. On a rainy Sunday in New York. And I'll speak for myself, but I think you probably agree. I really liked it. I really liked it. I thought it was funny throughout. I thought it was heartwarming. I haven't seen like a rom-com, like a big rom-com like that in a mm-hmm. long time. I thought it was well done. Uh, it was like, I laughed out loud several times. It was like a really nice communal experience in the theater. I don't know. How'd you feel? Wait, I loved it. I loved it so much. Yeah. I thought it was funny <laughs> from start to finish. I thought, it, you know when it was like, when I was like, oh, this is going to be funny. The first, now we're going to go through the script, but... Right at the beginning. Oh, wait, is this working? Yeah, oh, yeah, fine. it is working. Yeah. Right at the beginning when the he, he literally makes a joke about, about how, how he's like, his podcast is called The 11th Brick. Yeah. Because that's Stonewall. The first brick was was thrown by Martha P. Johnson, but the 11th brick was thrown by a cis white gay man like me. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, this isn't for like a self-aware, funny. And then Christian Chenoweth came out two minutes later, and I was yeah. like, yeah, this is going to be good. Yeah. Um, but I thought that I cried almost a couple times. Not obviously, I didn't literally cry, but I almost did. And... He's a man after all. No, but I thought it was incredible. I did love it. I told everyone that I've known to see it because it's doing bad in theaters. And I'm like, if Catherine Heigl were in this, if this were a Catherine Heigl, yeah. Jude Law movie, people would fight tooth and nail to get tickets. Yeah, I, so the, I, we can get more into the discourse about it. But one thing that I saw, this is like a random tweet from somebody who's an idiot. It was, this, <laughs> it was a gay man who, a cis white gay man who was like, I'm so I can't believe how many times they mentioned the fact that the first brick was thrown by a, a black trans woman when that is not true. It was a white gay man. I was like, that, that's not true. Why I are you tweeting that? They that? brought up the same part that I brought up. Yeah, I brought up. But on the on the flip, and I was like, are there gay men out there who are feeling slighted by the this historical fact? Anyway, people love to be victims. I know, and. As a true victim, and it's like, relax. and it's like the whole movie was about you, basically. But I also, know. I thought that they did a good job of being like, well, this is, like, the story of a white cis gay man and his love story. So that is what it's going to be mostly about. That being said, they brought in a lot of other perspectives, you know, yes. lightly because it was it's a movie. It's got only so much of a scope. But they also, I thought, did a good job of like recognizing the other historical figures and the other members of the community that were present yeah no trans man in it though that's i'll say that and honestly i think for the people reach out reach out bros too bros too demand what you want yeah but there wasn't a testosterone injection so in that way i felt seen um yeah because the the um the venn diagram between our communities is is testosterone it's it's injecting d yeah um is pull-ups push presses and t but here's why i'm annoyed with some of the people online because there's a lot of people that are like, it's not doing great at the box office, which I don't think is an appropriate way to, like, measure art. I know that's how they do in, like, the movie business, but, like, I just don't think that that's as relevant as people think it is. Also, it's not like it's, like, when The Avengers comes out, obviously it has a huge thing because there's cult followings for The Avengers who, like, want to see the next one. So, of course, those fucking blow up in the box office. I feel like rom-coms, it's like a lot of people go see it and then they tell their friends and then over the course of time it continues to get more... You know likes or, or people seeing it um but okay here's i don't really know about like for measuring art for sure mm-hmm. but like i don't even know exactly how like the money part works but i think they need to like be profitable 
So if a movie that is like the first major release queer rom-com is not profitable, it wouldn't bode well for the future of like making queer films. But I don't think it's, but that's kind of what I'm upset that people are gathering from it because I don't think that's fair to put on one movie and that is how straight people want to view us as like, here's your one shot are you marketable? Is this one cis white gay man yeah. who's already really famous like gonna change the like the world for queer people? It's not possible with a rom-com. Yeah. Like trans kids are still being legislated against. Trans women of color are still getting murdered at an alarming rate. Like it's not gonna, even if it fucking crushed at the box office, all of that would still be true. Yeah. Our lives would not change that much. Maybe, Maybe eventually. Valid, but just in terms of like queer art, and queer film and having like the financial backing and support of like major production companies who like do make the decisions mm-hmm. and kind of get to decide what movies go into Arkansas yeah. movie theaters and stuff. Like I think queer films need to show that they make money. But yes, I mean I, I'm sure that's how they're looking at it. My I don't think though that even if bros fucking crushed at the box office, I don't think they'd make another gay movie on a big scale like that for five years. At the minimum. Because they would be like, oh, we already did one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't think it would happen again anytime soon, even if it was great, because they still are like, oh, good, we've made profit off of you guys, but that's still enough for us for the time being. Oh. That's our one for the decade. That's so dark. But that's probably the, that's the truth. But that's why I don't think it's fair to, to like, put all that pressure on him and the movie, because yeah. it's like, it's not going to change anything. All the, And also, like, whether or not straight people like it, frankly, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I think it was nice to go see a movie with my community and feel like that communal moment. Be like, wow, there's a lot of gay people in here and we're seeing a movie that's made for us. That's really cool. Yeah. No, I get it. Capitalism. But that's my that's my take on bros discourse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just, I get bummed out anytime there's any sort of like queer art that it's like, there's all this pressure for it to be representative of a wide spectrum of people who are not, I mean, it's like so cliche to say, but not at all a monolith. Yeah. And, like, for it to be, like, yeah, it's like, Good this word. was one rom-com. It is not going to turn the tides on the way that we are seen in the world, I yeah. don't think. At least not on opening weekend. It, I think it might, <laughs> like, it yeah. <laughs> I think um, over the course of time, I think it's going to become, I think it's going to age really well, is what I would say. Yeah. In terms of, like, in straight spaces. Mm-hmm. I think in gay spaces, Who's to say? But I think among straight people, it'll only become more accepted. And it is a funny movie, so I think it yeah. will it will be something that people watch. Michael Aver made this point. Like, it'll be a movie people watch at sleepovers, and that's really meaningful. Yeah. Um, I think we should bring our guest in so he can join us. Okay. Because I want to hear his thoughts. <laughs> our uh, guest is a hilarious comedian and one of my best friends. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah. um, and my neighbor. Give it up for Mark Stoll. Welcome, Mark. Best friend neighbors, thank you. Have you seen bros? I have not. I um, let my community down by seeing Don't Worry Darling instead on Sunday. (laughs) Did you like it? I had fun watching it, but it's like You were there on Sunday? What theater? Williamsburg. Oh, I think I saw you there. No, you didn't. That's where I was. We were there. What time were you there? 5.30. Oh, you had just missed us. We were across the street having pizza at that point. Ugh. Well, I didn't get an invite from uh, my best friend. No, I t- DM'd you. <laughs> <laughs> Receipts. No. Um, not even Gen Z. What's below Gen Z? I don't even know. Gen A? X. Alpha? X. Do we start over? Yeah, maybe it's I have no Gen AA. Maybe, yeah, AA. But we weren't at Gen Y before. We were yeah. at Gen X. No, millennials are actually Gen Y, but nobody says that because millennials is fun. So then what, Gen, I think that's what was true. Gen A? Cavemen? I don't know. I have no idea how they do it. Who also decides these? I Yeah, I don't know. Because X feels like it came out of nowhere, and that's like the first one. Yeah. Because we're the greatest generation. They're Generation G. What am I? You're a millennial. You're, are you? How old are you? <laughs> you are. Speak. I'm wow. the cusp. I'm the cusp. Yeah, we have a I'm true cusp. I'm, I'm really just on the side of Gen Z on the cusp. We are when are you, when gonna, are you born? 97. Okay, yeah. So 96, 97 is like the cutoff. Right, right. My sister's 98, but like, yeah, she, she's Gen Z. My brother's 98. I'm like an old oh Gen God, Z. They should meet. They should make out. Well, well maybe. Actually. Okay, well, then so no. <laughs> Did you tell my brother was gay? Yes. Is he gayer or less gay than me? Mm, different. Different guy. I would say different guy. 
My dad said that my voice, I asked my dad if, he said my voice sounded normal. That's that really nice. That's the nice thing that a dad could say. Yeah. We yeah. all. I asked if it sounded gay and he said, no, it sounds normal. What's probably how you've always sounded. What if it did sound, yeah, what if it did sound gay? Would that be so bad? <laughs> yeah, I think it like. Good question, Mark. <laughs> I think it does sound gay. I think he's wrong. Your voice sounds gay. You think so? Does my voice? Was there a question? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're gay, everything's like question. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no. Okay. One, I just want to go on record again saying I romanticize your relationship with your father. <laughs> Blood in his stool. Blood in his stool, and we're praying for him. Praying. Yeah. Prayers, Mr. Janda. He missed two days of work for this. Really? Yeah. Is it a? I've never missed work to bottom. Just a colonoscopy. Because you're a professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're putting in the reps. I know. Yeah, no, it's just another day. Is it? Is it hemorrhoids? Does your dad care if we talk about his bloody stool on the pod? No, he definitely doesn't care. Actually, he I think it's important it. because it was a colonoscopy and get checked. Everyone's yeah. getting checked. checked. I just got a sonogram on my balls. Wait, Whoa. is that the thing with the with the gel? Yes. Oh, I got one of those when I was eleven. Go on. It was uncomfortable. It's like you're pregnant in your balls. <laughs> yes, which, in a way, in a way, I am part of it. Yeah. Wait, um, you have a third? You have a lump? I had a I had a lump and my doctor was like it's probably cyst it's probably not cancer <laughs> but hurt? he said but he said in in um in health what does he do healthcare in healthcare <laughs> what does this doctor do <laughs> this doctor? medicine he said yeah in medicine one plus one doesn't always equal two <laughs> and I was like, wait can we break that down that's in science yeah. they don't always overlap so <laughs> what does that mean I don't know that really scared me what does that mean I went to get a Sony and um. We're all good. Oh, thank goodness. A, yeah. It's a cyst, though, but it's like... So you got huge balls now. Yeah, they're humongo. If anyone's, uh, <laughs> That's no, they're pretty normal size. <laughs> <laughs> pretty freaks out there. Yeah. Um, Damn. Also, along came polyamory. I did cringe, but yeah. it's making me think I'm going on a date with someone who's in an open relationship tomorrow. Okay. And... I've never done that for my own self-preservation because yeah. <laughs> it seems like muddy waters. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I'm already like, well, no, <laughs> actually, can't say this. Um, I was going to say, well, when he leaves his boyfriend for me after the <laughs> date, like, could I even... good to st- manage your expectations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could I even stay with him because that means he's, like, a bad guy. Right. Wait, um, this is like on Survivor when someone leaves their alliance, betrays their alliance to go with someone else, and then the person they go with is like, okay, but I'm actually going to betray you now because I don't trust you. Yeah. But well, what if it's else? true love? What if it's true love? Like, what if your soulmate? Wait, and he's like, do you believe in that? Well, that's the exact situation that happened to me. Then our, our question should be moving forward. Boys club you're a part of. Boys club you're not a part of. Um, boys club you want to see in the world. And who hates you? <laughs> a fourth <laughs> question. A fourth question. Who, who hates, hates your guts? <laughs> Who wants you dead? I don't know if people are going to like that question. Well, we can uh, give an opt-out. We'll workshop Mm -hmm. it. Who likes you the least? (laughs) Speaking Um, of, should we start asking? Yes. What's an example of a boys club that you are not a part of? So the interview begins um, (laughs) that I'm not a part of. Uh Or we're not a part of. Or we're, yeah. Whatever tense. Um, The Catholic priesthood? No. um, Okay. I don't... I was in so many boys clubs is the problem growing up. So I know. like ones that I wasn't in, I guess like finance. <laughs> I feel like all of my all of my high school bros, hashtag, um, moved to Murray Hill and do finance. Wait, they still live in Murray Hill? They did. They moved on. They're now, in, now they're, they're in like Tribeca now. Oh. Yeah. Um, I Googled a bunch of people I went to high school like, with pretty soon. Yeah. There we go. One guy I went to high school with who was such a douche. He was such a Fuck loser. Wait, he was really cool though in high school. I was wanted to be his best friend. Fuck and loser. <laughs> I just remember that he was he went to Williams College. My dad's gonna be so mad about that. I'm dropping. My dad said if you if, alumni of his own school. <laughs> Wait, what's the mascot again? The Saints. Um, the Explorers. Oh, oh, White no. people finding land. Oh, yeah, yikes. that's right. Colonistas. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what is that? Williams College. Um. No, but he was going to Williams College, and he, people would be like, where are you going to school? And I vividly remember him in AP. Yeah. Well, I got a two on the test, though, but if I saw in the class, <laughs> AP lit, being like, I'm going to Williams College, beat, and then it would be, 
yeah, it's the best small liberal arts college in the world. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, man. And now then on his LinkedIn, there's just his, ba- his like cover photo is a golf course. And he doesn't work at a golf course. He just, that's, I mean, dressed for the job. Like he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can also tell that you're like writing your script right now when you said beat out loud. <laughs> How's that going? Always writing it. Yeah. We're always writing you a have solo to always pilot. Always right. writing a solo pilot. Um, wait, what was I going to say about the golf course thing? Oh, sometimes drinkers, I feel like they just don't, they're so uncomfortable with photos of themselves or they don't have any so they're like what oh if my God. background is like LeBron James right like, okay you don't well, have any photos of anything you like a dog a, a person what would There's be the least course. offensive thing yeah. the quarterback at my college whoa my voice just went like three octaves down hello <laughs> hey. the uh, quarterback <laughs> at my college um, was well he was like a freshman when I was a senior but he was like very self-involved and his phone background was a photo of himself, like a professional photo of himself that like them like a, an action shot or something or like a headshot from like football. Oh my god! And I was like, that's crazy, that's, right? That's crazy. I have put like baby photos of myself as my background, but I'm like, I'm just trying to heal my inner child. Yeah, like, gotta see like, him. Gotta look a little Marky. Just in the look eye. at Marky exactly. Yeah. It's like I love you. I'm here for. I'm here for you. Yeah. The background of my phone is a photo of the sunset at Fire Island when I realized that my relationship was beautiful, but that not everything needed to last forever like a sunset. And they can be beautiful and move on. Oh, my that's God. The wow, that's good. pretty heavy every time you open your phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of introspection. So what's your background? It's a picture of Maddie. And me. Aww. Maddie and me. Right? It was you and Maddie at one point. Now it's me and Maddie. Sorry, you've been, jumped. You've been bumped. And then the other, and the inside is a picture Stop. of just her. Okay. So maybe... Maybe you could be the inside at some point. I'm not the picture on anyone's phone background. And then that one's me and her from Pride. I love that you have her on stage. It's like it's so sweet. She's slaying up there, and she's being very funny, of course. Ugh. I'm insufferable to watch. Yeah, I, yesterday when I, I leaned over to you and said she's magnificent, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually. I actually believed in love at that moment. Maddie Pat comes out on stage in a room of quiet people, and he goes over and says, "She's magnificent." Whatever, something beautiful. I, I forget what, what word I used, oh but something God. like something that. Something sweet, and I was like, "Wow, love is." Love. Love is real. Love exists. I, I can't fucking cry. True. She's so radiant up there. Anyway. Oh! She was really, like, especially last She was slaying last night. Her outfit was great. Her eyes I know. Like chocolate Tootsie Pops. Mm. She does have beautiful brown eyes. Yeah. Yeah. They're about the size of Tootsie Pops, too. She's got big eyes. Betty's hot. Yeah. Betty's a fucking 10. I, <laughs> I knew... <laughs> yeah, this is a boys' podcast now. Um, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, she's, like, the only person I've ever met who has bigger eyes than I do. They're mm. very slim. She has enormous eyes. I was thinking that last yeah. night. Is that like so beautiful? Is that um a kink for you? <laughs> <laughs> it must have been what caught my attention to be like, hey, I'm usually the biggest eyes in the room. <laughs> right. Okay, that's crazy. You got domed in the yeah, right? <laughs> that's never happened to me before. <laughs> it's crazy. Um anime eyes. Anime eyes, yeah. What's the, an example of a boys club that you are not a part of? I've never been a Swifty. I've never been a Swifty. That's a boys club you're not a part of. I don't agree. And yet the weather changed, folklore just came on, and I was like, this is my new life, this is my new life. Wow. I'm, I've been up till like 3 a.m. on Gaylor sub, subreddit. Okay. You, you know, the, the, the gay theories of... That she's gay? Carly Kloss. Carly Kloss. Yeah. Girls, you... Allegedly. You brought her up. Go on. When? Um, on a previous episode, we brought her up in reference to girls. Girls who code and how it's a bad work environment. We're trying girls to take code, down so. bad work environments for women. Go on. <laughs> That's yeah. Every day you know I wake up. No, you go. Um. Wait, what? Go. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Gaylor, you have to like. I'm just convinced now that it's like that she's bisexual. At she's minimum. bi queen, yeah. and it makes like it makes me. Um, I used to like hate her because i was like why are you like that like mm-hmm. you're being so embarrassing she was bisexual and now i'm like the closet makes you so weird yeah girl. i get it yeah and folklore <laughs> i can't believe i'm on a podcast like um just like supporting folklore mm-hmm. but i think it's an important it's good an important album i was this was i guess almost a year ago now jesse and it was one of taylor's version of all those songs come out like eight months ago it was maddie's birthday it was last november yeah because so Jen- 2021 yes yeah it was last year because i remember jesse being in the corner at midnight manifesting while the song was released because there was a full moon so it was like <gasps> i was like this is the gayest thing we've ever done <laughs> manifesting the album to come no, out no manifesting for herself because it was a full moon okay sure. so she was manifesting at midnight but also at the same time taylor's version of the 10 minute version had come out so we were listening to all too well 
anyway, the 10 minute version the 10 minute version um and so from Respect. then through like january i was on a real taylor swift kick because they had introduced me to a bunch of songs and we watched her documentary which made me really turn a leaf with her because i was like okay she's really talented and successful and there's all these aspects to her that i was kind of writing off and i think yeah misogyny has, has like yeah. tainted her in the public eye absolutely of course 100 yeah. like she can't keep a man she's like mm-hmm. flitting all over left and right like how many of those were pr relationships mm-hmm. if you ask the gayler subreddit 90 percent. yeah Wait, I like folklore fine. I don't think we need it because we have Simon and Garfunkel, but what I love... <laughs> but those are boys. Okay. Good they're point. gay boys. Thank you. Good point. They're not, are they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Shut up. Don't look it up. But they're gay for each other. They're yeah. the Bert and Ernie. I, I was just about to say Bert Folk. and Ernie. It's, okay, Mark yeah. and I are on the same wavelength. But <laughs> Speak Now as an album, Yeah. my favorite album in the Is world. Is that the one where she's in the dress? And she's going, yeah. she's drop going. everything now. Meet me, me in the floor. It's so great. It's so okay. good. And better than revenge. So hot. Maybe a little slut shamey, but like sometimes you have to be. And mm. <laughs> certainly <laughs> in the early two thousands, mid two thousands, you absolutely had to be. You had yeah. to be. That was the this that was, was the culture. Was the slut shame? Just be relevant. Yeah. You, slut. you shouldn't have been a slut. Like it wasn't okay then. And so and she knew that. And, and she, she knew that. Better than and they, you know where else they knew that? At my middle school, where they were measuring skirts of all the girls. <gasps> oh my god! Ew! It's important to touch someone there. Well, right. they would do the little index card. It was tip. Usually, it was a woman. They at least gave that much. That's still bad. It's all bad. You're I right. know. I guess it should be better. Like, I can explain to you why I don't, because I really don't. It's like, I don't want to go to the bathroom next to a man or a woman. <laughs> so I was like... That's so progressive. I, I feel like if it's a man, like, what if we are in love? And well, if it's yeah. a woman that somehow feels weird to me, and I'm just like... Too well, intimate. I think that I want to be alone in the bathroom. That's why they should all be single stall. Yeah. You need no one. That you know. yeah. <laughs> is the only place. It's the future of bathrooms. Actually, <laughs> the future of, they're actually, yeah, consistently I, ahead of the times. I actually stopped but there. cash only. Uh, I actually won't do that. No, you have to. I stopped there to shit recently. I was I just like in the call. area. Yeah, I was in I've the area. I stopped there to pee before. I think, well, we're talking number two here. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I, I would if I had to. Downstairs, because like, you have the pick pick of the litter. Yeah. Well, Someone was having a show. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was just like seeing everyone from <laughs> People would be like, hey, it's been t- I haven't seen you so long. You're yeah. for the show. And I'd be like, no. In a way. Yeah. <laughs> bocce. I'm here for yeah. uh, me and the boys are playing bocce. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you in the area? I was at like a lesbian block party, but it turned out to just be like the sidewalk. Yeah. Like, I thought I'm they, glad I pushed on that. Yeah. That was... And that's about as much space as lesbians typically take up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's my favorite neighborhood. I really want to live there when I'm you know, Park Slope? 51. It's gorgeous down there. It's so pretty and happy and strollers and big sidewalks and trick-or-treaters. At, like, at trick-or-treaters all year round. Like, <laughs> you gotta have candy ready. You gotta. You better, and you do. You got these tootsie pops. I know. And you I actually, feel like Christmas oh, would be great there. Christmas and Hanukkah would be. too. Well, anywhere where it's like everyone's rich, like Christmas is fun because mm-hmm. it's like I don't like what you did there. <laughs> this about money. Listen, sorry. we can have just as much fun in East Williamsburg as they can have down in Park Slope. We are, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm, I know call, what you mean. Call though. You out. They're gonna, they're definitely gonna like make it nice and. Wait, so you think it's weird if I put string lights in my room? No, all year round or? Okay. <laughs> Let's. What if we Should microdose we the... with Christmas, and then we actually just never took them down? I support that. I love Christmas. I'm here to say it first. Cancel me. Yeah. This is a. We're at like we're at that time of year. You it's know? getting it's getting cozy. It's in the it's in the fucking air. I almost brought over. I'm sad. Warm apple cider. I didn't, but I was like, that would be. I've been nice, wanting to get right? some apple cider. Wait, is that like apple cider that you put in the microwave? You put it on like a stovetop. Put some like cloves, some ginger, star anise. Okay. Charmed. Yeah, I looked at a recipe. The box series. Yeah, the box yeah, set. yeah. I love just having something on there. On the oven, just a bubbling. cinnamon stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. probably smells really nice too. Amazing. Yeah. It probably smells better than it tastes, frankly. Yeah. Do you want to go to the orchard? Sure. Where's okay. the nearest? Um, probably Long Island. I bet there's one. Maybe. What do you think, Staten Island? Maybe. Upstate. No. upstate. Wait, I think that somebody in New York needs to build us like somewhere to go to do all that stuff. <laughs> Like somewhere to go for bring it here. Yeah. Bring it to us. Like I want to be able to go to a hayride and a pumpkin patch and mm. and I'm I'm think Gowanus. I want to say I feel like is where this is gonna be. 
because yeah, there's a lot like of space. Move the canal or something. Yeah, like <laughs> okay, cover it, put flat, like put blanks or uh, planks over it. Yeah, just build turf, up. like lots nice. of turf lots happening. Of turf, yeah. That's what, like, I, I miss that from, like, North Carolina. Not a haunted house. I'm never going to fucking haunted Wait, house. I forgot to ask you. Have you ever been to Spooky Woods? No, can I go? Are Where you familiar? Will you take me? It's in Kernersville, North Carolina. Okay, we're not going. Wait, I've apps. Oh, you know what wait, I'm talking oh about. Oh, my God, I have to show you something. Wait, this is going to be worth it. Maybe. You're going to be glad that we did this. Yeah. I While you're searching this, I'm going to ask Mark. The last time I saw you was when we saw Kate. Yes. Did you see it again? I thought I saw that in your story, perhaps. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I love it. I've seen it. it twice in New York and Wait, then once in LA when it was like once. pre-workshop. Oh, yeah, honey, you gotta just... How do I get tickets? You gotta get in there. You gotta get in. I mean, now it's, it's sold frankly out too late. Well, shout, shout, out, shout out Caperland, but also imagine. shout out Nora Jeffries. She hook it up? Possibly. So Nora's partner and girlfriend works with... In production of some sort, I think with a lot of these solo shows, worked with on Get on Your Knees. I yeah, believe. Yeah, she worked at, at Cherry Lane, Cherry I think. Lane, yeah. So somehow got connected, and so Nora put on her story the other day if anybody wanted to work the concession. And then our shout out again, Tina Sieben took her up on that Cute. and got to meet Kate and got the Kate hat because she was like working the. Wait, is it like a, what's the hat? Is it like a trucker hat? Or it's just a, it's just a baseball hat that says Kate. That's amazing. Yeah, is that does she have? merch or i don't know because maybe i would absolutely I would. yeah i but i would love a just a white shirt that has like one of the like her being like you know what i mean like the like yeah. model poses she's doing for her i would absolutely buy that and she's also in don't worry darling so i got yes. a little i got a little Wait, taste of her there she's all, all over the place yeah. she's all over the she's place she's a proper actress wait speaking of other things that gay things that need our attention so that they can get more seasons is um a league of their own also caperland Yes. Okay, I had a oh my God, Connor, you're so you're everything about this. Every show mark. <laughs> it looks just like a very different version of you. <laughs> it's eight years. It's oh my God. It's the it's the the socks for me also. It's Not the socks. Bad. The um the roll of the of the calves. The the boat shoes even. Mm-hmm. The, no, those are those are. Oh no, those are boat shoes. Those mark, are this is this is North Carolina. Yeah. Well, boat shoes central. My mom got me those. South of the Mason-Dixon, you must. I yeah, you have to have school in should... South Carolina. Wait, where? Like... Gamecocks? Yeah, I accidentally went to college at University of South Carolina. You went did to you... USC. Did you stay there all four years? Sure did. Against <gasps> my better judgment. Wait, no. Wait maybe we yeah. talked about this last time. Yeah. We'll never know. What'd you say? We'll never know if we talked about it last time. There's actually no record. There's no record of the last conversation <laughs> we had. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's boys club. That's boys club one hundred p. And I was in a frat down there, which is kind of um, you gotta be you gotta be a boy. We both were in frat. Oh, Mark, I'm so sorry. Thank you. What Thank you for you saying again? the right thing when this information comes out. You in DU? DU? Don't the upsilon? Absolutely not. Because they were fucking. <laughs> were they? Yeah, fairies. We had one Whoa. fairies. Oh, there was one fraternity that was like, there's 12 people in it, and they take the gay kids, and it was just like... <laughs> Wait, where's the one you're in? No! I was super close. <laughs> I would fucking radar. never join that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you know GreekRank.com? What's that? Go on, never mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Greek rank? Like, yeah. yeah. It's like where you write mean things anonymously about people you go to college with, as if as if we're not all gonna die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we had funny. something else It was like... Kangaroo or campus confident. There's some oh like, college confidential maybe hmm. where you could be like, is Elon a good school for acting majors? And then someone's mom in Arkansas could be like, my middle went to Elon and yeah, my middle. Okay, wait, yeah, no, that's not what I'm talking about. My middle. <laughs> it's called like click clack yak yak yik yak. Yik yak. <laughs> wait, on my twentieth birthday, on yik yak, someone wrote Connor Janda with two ends. Tries way too hard, <gasps> and then someone That's responded. I know. No, I was like, I felt really important, and then someone ah. responded, "He doesn't try at all." Ah! And then I was like, I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah, That's so good for you. Thank you. It's not I black think, and I white. I think it's in the yeah. or white. Um, yeah, um, I do try hard. I don't. I'm not chill. There's no chill. I'm not a chill guy. You know what I mean? Right, but it's, it's nice to try. It's yeah. nice to try. It's, yeah. it's cool to care. At Soul Cycle, they said that they're like, it's cool to care. It is cool to care. It is cool to care. What is um. Lady Gaga's like kindness punks or whatever. It's giving that. It's cool to care, you guys. You know the kind, a boys the club. Kindness. We say it's cool to care. <laughs> Wait, has anyone done Chromatica as their boys club? Because if not, I feel like that's insane. 
No. To be like a fan. Were you, did you go to Chromatica? No. Okay, that's a boys club that neither of us are a part of. Or None you. of us are a part yeah. of. That's huge. I, yeah. I went to, um, similarly, no, different. Have you been to the queer party Pat at Union Pool? It's like... Wait, what is Union Pool? It burned it's a, down. Well, it didn't. There's a fire. <laughs> There's a fire. Like and they built it back better. <laughs> Wait, when did that happen? The fire or the queer party? The fire. A couple months ago? Uh, yeah, like maybe two months ago or something. I think it was the bodega next door. And summer. It was like, ugh. Yeah. Cruel summer, baby. Um, when I went to Last Drop last night, I thought I left a candle burning in my room. When you went to what? Last Drop. And the whole time I was like... Show. I yes. can't. It's like... I, I'm really um, active in the comedy community. <laughs> no, that's Maddie's show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I know Last Drop. Come on. How dare you? <laughs> I've never been booked, but I know it. <laughs> I'm going to start a Facebook page to get you booked. Thank you. On Last Drop. <laughs> Remember when last Facebook drop. pages were a thing? Mark to, like, last petition drop. Facebook pages. Um, wait. Union Pool, the party. Okay, so the boys club that I'm not a part of that I want to be is being a lesbian because... Hell yeah. You too, kind of. I do. I think that the way that they handle relationships is really appealing to me. Well... In that they have them. They actually have them, one, but like... I don't know, being best friends with your ex, is that, like, how do you feel about that? Because it sounds bad to me, but people do it. People do it. People are good at People do it. To me, I'm like, I guess if you can do that, then you're... I just think this goes back to us all dying. We are all dying. Well, my cousin said to me, never mind, but, like, we are all dying, and it's like, keep the people that were important to you close, and there's not a right way or wrong way to be in love or to be an ex. And it's like, if you want the person well, in your yeah. life, I guess keep them. Unless, if you really can't do it non-toxically, then you really should start part ways. Yeah. My cousin was like, I'm if this toxic. person wasn't in your life before, you don't need them now. You're not friends. It's not a friend. They didn't come into your life as a friend. They don't, you met them on a dating app. You met them on Hinge. You didn't meet them at the play practice. Well, that mm. doesn't make it any less important, I would argue, but. Yeah, she's a fucking moron. No, but I think, <laughs> no, I think there is a point, like, when exes want to be friends, it's like. Actually, can't speak on this because like, our wait, <laughs> not, not wait. actually, not actually, not actually. But I'm just like, yeah, we're not like I don't want to be your friend. There's definitely a song on for- folklore that uh, covers this sort of yeah. thing. Uh, it's One just time, like, my ex, when we broke no. up, he was like, "Do you want to get dinner?" And I was like, "I'm not dating you. I don't want to have to eat dinner with you." Yeah, you paying? Bozo? And he was like, "I don't you eat. I don't. Bozo? I've never wanted to eat dinner. I don't believe in dinner. I've never been a big eater. And like, I'll be eating you, at home. And you would know that if you ever listened. Listen to me. Yeah, I like cosplayed as that person with a normal relationship with food for you, and you didn't even care. So <laughs> it didn't even work out. Notice. So you yeah. didn't go to dinner. But not that. No, I don't know. Not that time. Not that time. I, I do love. I love restaurants." I know that's crazy, but like I love hot take. I think no, it's because it reminds so me of my family because they would sometimes go to restaurants. <laughs> yeah, because they had money. So the cars that we read bittersweet, where it's like your Garden of Eden's, the moments where you saw the true, per- perfect and beautiful life. Perfect and beautiful world. Perfect and beautiful. I think to me, perfect and beautiful world was like being a, one. There are different versions of that, but like being a kid. And just, like, being out to eat with your family is, like, this, like, very lovely, beautiful thing. So, like, sometimes, mm. as an adult, like, to go to New York and at a restaurant. Sorry, like, this is too deep of a question, but do you, you think that to. was before you had any issues with food? Yeah. We literally, that's why I like, like, sitting down and eating dinner with someone is so beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. Because my family literally stopped eating dinner together when I went anno. And then they, like, kind of started again. And then, but I just, like, I'm not part of it. And they, like, they, like, yeah, it's very, yeah, we just, like, don't do it. Wait, but this isn't sad. I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and nobody who's happy. My mom works for Big Pharma Law. So, like, <laughs> we're all happy. My dad is a teacher. And my brother's gay. So, like, everyone ended up happy. Totally. How are, and how are you? Oh, the podcast. But I'm, this, I have a podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I think wow. I do. I think and if you guys didn't know at home... Anybody can do that. <laughs> there is no barrier to entry, let me tell you. You just need a business partner that knows how to set it up. And <laughs> is that Nico? It sure is. It sure is. You just need somebody Wait, who... Wait, are you mad? Know. Do you feel like I don't pull my weight? No. Would you tell me? Yes. No, you wouldn't. You've never communicated anger to me. You've never been like, I'm mad at you. It wouldn't have to be anger, though. I don't think I've been mad at you, though. I ask you to do things when I need you to do them. Okay. And what about you? <laughs> <laughs> Wait... We have to go back to you wanted to be a lesbian. Yeah, it's a new thing mm-hmm. for me, but um, they seem to, they seem to have a lot of fun. What do you think? What about 
what about the lesbian community appeals to you? I've just been like going out with lesbians and being like, I'm having the fuck. I would like look around and be like, I'm having the time of my goddamn life. Oh, I'm great. Actually, okay. They're safe. I, I yeah. Queer women are very safe. So my favorite people in the world are queer women. Yeah. That was me at Nikki's unisex. I get what you're saying. What? I've never you're not been perceived. in there. In a lesbian space, people are not perceiving you in the same way that you're perceived. At, like, if you go to fucking, what's that pl- warehouse up the street? Three dollar $3 bill. $3 bill. That's just I would like say very... you're extra not perceived there. Like, I feel like lesbians perceive you in a safe way. Oh, completely. But like, I don't feel like I have to be anything at Nikki's Unison, which I went to one time. Is one that a queer time. bar? Yeah. Um, it right. was that night because okay. it was Pride. <laughs> we went back Most another. The city it was like that was, was the, the night that we we did the recording with you that we lost. It was. Right I thought after. you guys went to the woods though. We tried to. The line was around the door, wow. so then we said let's go to this bar instead. And then there was a drag queen doing the DJ set. She did an amazing job, she and it was um, it was so fun. Huge. Then we said let's go yeah. back, and then a couple weeks later we tried to go back, and it was so straight. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of what I thought. Yeah. But. So the Wednesday before Pride, we recommended any other time of year. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's between you and yeah. your guy. One out of three sixty five. Yeah, is... I would think on Fire Island there's something so lovely about like kind of like drifting off to Cherry Grove. It's like just a different energy. I've never like yeah I need to do that. I only go to Cherry Grove to ha- have ice cream or go to the underwear park. No. Sorry. Stop. I'm oh, just kidding. Why would truth. I go to Curiosity? That's crazy that I just go to Curiosity. Well, yeah, Saturday. it's interesting that I guess Slut Shaming didn't die in 2008. Oh. Wait, I actually feel really rude. No, it's okay. I'm glad that you went to the underwear party and had fun. And <laughs> I don't believe you. No, I'm, I'm glad, and I feel excited for you, and I want you to go Shut back. Shut up. And I actually... I don't know if I will go back after Monkeypox. I was there mid-Monkeypox. Mid- you went to the underwear party during peak monkey box. Yeah, for nine minutes. And then I was yeah, like, don't touch the like, fetal, Like fetal. It was like fetal position all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like to be in my underwear in that environment. I just <laughs> So fair. Well, that's, yeah. It's actually hard to have the time of your life in your underwear in that and environment. Like, like, I am sober. So it was just like, and that, I hate using that as a weapon. My dad said I weaponized that. <laughs> well, I said, do you think I weaponized that? And he said, yeah. And so I did set him up for it. But okay. I do, I, like, I feel like there are certain spaces where it's like, this is not fun for us. Mm-hmm. Like, I could play, be playing Uno right now and be just as happy. Right. Well, that's, like, really, it says a lot about, like, how we spend our time if you're like, oh, if we were in the same exact space but I didn't have 12 vodka sodas, would I still want to be here? Yeah. And the answer is no. Something to think about. Yeah. Something yeah. to think about, for sure. Um, yeah. That's valid. Yeah, but I do feel like the way that lesbians handle relationships is different than is more appealing to you than the way that gay men typically approach relationships. As someone who is going on a date with an open relationship person tomorrow, right? Let the record show. I think though that having having been part of that community at one point myself, speak I, on it. I think an that alumni in the same <laughs> way. An al- <laughs> that's good. An alumni um, in the same way that um, like the stereotype for gay men like in the most extreme version is that they just like fuck around and they don't ever settle and that they're like fucking each other over all the time and all that yeah in the reverse the stereotype for lesbians that is like on the extreme end is like these crazy like u-haul relationships where you like immediately get together and they're really serious really fast and that's also ultimately like codependent and bad and then there's all this drama right and i think there's a lot of people in between on both sides of course um, but that absolutely is a part of the experience is that like you get into these really fast, really tight relationships that are like too much too fast for most people. I'm just thinking of this now, like it sounds like two different trauma responses to the same thing. I'm just yeah, like, yeah. Being... It's like, what's the masculine and feminine version of like how to, how to like not know how to date each other. Cause you don't have any examples of that. Yeah. Yeah. And how to like, yeah. How to form important relationships when you've been potentially alienated and isolated by homophobia in your other relationship like i don't know that's that's super interesting yeah and i don't how do you guys um like i feel like with lesbian circles of like friends there often are like exes and like overlaps like that's kind of the stereotype too is that the same for gay men cis gay men um i think so but i haven't like to me, in any friend group that I've been in, it's always like, my ex is here. It's not like, my ex is here. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I 
I don't know a ton of those types of relationships in gay in gay men, but that mm. could just be my small sample size. What do you think over there? I feel like I have a small sample size too. My ex was very different than his ex, mm. which was so weird to me. Because I was like, how is this person that you loved just vibing around here? Right. I don't enjoy that. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It's very rare that that like dynamic works and feels comfortable to that to the partner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always feel like someone's suffering in silence. Yeah. But... Could you imagine me suffering in silence? <laughs> no. No, probably, probably, probably the other quite person. Out, quite out loud, yeah. yeah. No, I like my, I have an ex that I'm friends with, but the the twist is that we started dating when we both were identifying as women and then both have since transitioned. So like we have kind of rekindled this like on the other side yeah and in like a now we're like buddies which is really sweet and yeah. like it's nice to have that somebody who was like in my life for a year and yeah. like important to me be able to like maintain that and we're not like we're like very good friends but we don't see each other every day or anything but even still like i know maddie doesn't care because it's like a total restructuring of the way that we see each other and it's exactly. like any chemistry is absolutely gone you know what yeah. i mean because it's just like kind of completely reconfigured our relationship but that's like a very rare example of how that right. might work out. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's not going to be everyone's experience. No, but... probably point one percent, I'd say. <laughs> but it's a really cool. Experience yeah, it is cool. Like... Yeah, he's great. Shout out Austin. Shout out. I love the way that I don't remember which one of you said it about how like forming a close relationship with an inability to like you're supposed to form close relationships with these people, but you're all like low-key traumatized. Yeah. In one way or another. Yeah. Which is kind of true. Because you say to be queer, is, there's a cynicism there because, like, you know, the people that are not always going to be nice to you. And then I think that, like, also for queer people, maybe less with Gen Z, but there's, like, some element of, how would you not have it? Like, there's, like, a little Absolutely. bit of drama. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, I mean, yeah, I think it has, as we've, as the world has continued to move forward, I think it's gotten less and less, but I think yeah. it's... Even people being born today, I think it'd be impossible to have zero trauma. Yeah. Absolutely. At least from the history, you know, if nothing else, like the generational trauma of that. And um, I don't know if that's the right term necessarily for that, but like knowing the history of the people that were before you who experienced that. And even still, like most states, not cool. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, and most people are not cool with it. So like, yeah. even if it's like more widely accepted, it's not 100%. And it's still something that you're like, this is different about me. You know, you, you yeah. still recognize yeah. that you're not in the majority, and that is itself is scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Moving through the world as an other. Yeah. It, that's why the boys club that I want to see in the world is just everyone getting therapy, especially the gay boys. Wait, Mark, that was now. seamless. Thank you. Oh, my God. The way he just turned this That was amazing. you should. Do you want to Thanks, guys. I've podcast. done this podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so Mark Stoll was on one time. It was in June or something, maybe. Something. Well, now we know it was Ju- It was the Wednesday before Friday. It was Friday. No, <laughs> well, exactly before what Friday. it was. And one of the hosts, <laughs> not me, lost the audio. Okay, it was me. Lost the audio file. <laughs> Because his computer... To be fair, your computer out. exploded. Yeah, you didn't lose anything. I was in the Apple store yelling, I have a podcast! <laughs> like, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And then they actually Security. broke the computer completely when you said that. Right. <laughs> like, the Apple store guy broke it over his knee and was like, no more. Someone has to stop No this. more. Um, more people in therapy. Yeah. I just started. Congrats. That's huge. Well, I've had so many in the years, but I like just started with a new... I was off it for a while. Um, yeah, yes, it is... Everyone does need to be in therapy. It's insane that people aren't. Other than fight for unless it's for financial reasons, which that's actually super valid. That's actually, that's actually really valid. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, people should be in therapy so that there's more like um, viable people for me to date that aren't like <laughs> wounded. Um, yeah. So we can get some nice, happy. I always think there's some nice, normal. This might be bad. Well-adjusted queer people. That's, <laughs> if you're just nice to let kids come out, and then they'll end up normal. You know what I mean? They'll be chill. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you, like, traumatize everyone, then it's like, okay, great, now we have only traumatized people to date. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like, that's what matters, if I can have a good date or not. Yeah. yeah. And that's why people need to be nice to gay people, is so that people can have good dates. Right. <laughs> and I that's all we're asking for, that's government, all we want. It's okay? Not that big of a... The right task. to love a well-adjusted person yeah. is, like... What we're fighting for. That should be in. That's what Stonewall this was. Is Not love is love. The right to love a well-adjusted person. <laughs> An emotionally okay Wait, guy. Yeah. 
it needs That's to be updated. That's the new hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not as catchy, I suppose, uh, but... Not as catchy, but, um... Truer. Truer, truer. yeah. Um, how's Wait, your new therapist? It's, um, Nico's therapist's friend, Haley. Well, yeah, like, colleague and friend. My therapist, I mentioned that you were looking for somebody, and he gave me a recommendation based on a brief description of you. Were you, like, he's hot... <laughs> His voice cool is beige. normal. His voice is so normal. He's <laughs> not very anxious. Um, no, I, I just mentioned that you were looking for somebody and a queer woman. Which you told me yeah, that's really what I said. I said you were looking for a queer woman. And I think that was actually very not actually. I'm trying to mansplain your idea to you, but I think that was valid. You're right. That I suggested you get one. Yeah. Well, because you said you don't connect with straight men, and you don't like the gay male therapist you have, and I said okay. Let's find There's you a queer options. woman, <laughs> like the best yeah. of both worlds for you. I feel like I just simply made sense to her as a person immediately. Mm-hmm. Whereas the straight man that I must have had four five sessions with, I was it was always just like, this is nice, and you are a medical professional, but like there's a little bit of a gap here. Yeah. It's like having dinner with my friend's dad or something. Yeah, which you, like, you have to define all your terms and like you, yeah, you can tell when that especially, and you can also tell when they see you as like a patient rather than like. Mm. I think somebody like I think there's a more intimate relationship with a therapist that's like like you said like that they respect you and they understand you to some degree versus like I feel like if you they see you as like I don't know yeah if they don't understand you it's gonna be like this is a doctor patient relationship in a way that feels like there's a distance there yeah and it's like not super comfortable especially for therapy like it's not psychiatry it's therapy like it's talk therapy Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah they do just start just great do you have a therapist right now I have a team of medical Hell professionals. Yeah. Um, I teams are good. Yeah, I have a team. we are multifaceted. Teams are good. I'm I'm doing group therapy on Zoom. It's me and um, four middle aged women. Shout yes. out to them. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, we just talk and cry and. Um, Do they it's love been you? Interesting. I think. Yeah. At least, at least two of them do. <laughs> in the words of Ky- was it Kylie or Kendall who's like, just the year of realizing things. <laughs> are you watching? Are you so are you keeping up? Well, I don't keep up, up anymore. Keep up. The new, honestly, so I never really watched Keeping Up, but I watched both of the episodes from this season and like pieces of the ones from the last season. It's a different. It's a different world. Is it? It's better. Yeah. It's, mm. like, more mature. It midnight, it's different. Yeah. It's not the old, like, scrapes and bruises and fights of the yeah. of the old Kardashians. They're, like, it's real. They're you growing know? up. They're growing up, and they're talking about, like, what 40-year-old women talk about. That's... It's produced by the Kardashians, so it's, like... Not Ryan Seacrest. Was it him before? Yeah. Seacrest out. Seacrest, Seacrest out. out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, I... can I be titled that? That's, that's <laughs> yeah. really good. Fuck her out. Um, it's really powerful. So I, I'm, I think it's really good. They're wow. fascinating, but like I just, I don't want to be one of those people who's like, "What's your talent?" Like, yeah, that's like, it's demeaning. Like they are business women, and but like, um, they're like that's our, gross. Yeah, stop being a bit like stop being a product. Yeah, they're all product, and they, I just think it's it's fascinating from like a sociological standpoint oh, but totally turning morphing yourself into like a non-human product is so it's crazy in the and i just i was working on this show that was like do you guys remember the fabulous life on mtv in the early yes aughts? absolutely it was almost like each hollywood story but not like, yeah it was just like ta- it was just like telling you how rich celebrities are it was like <laughs> Lindsay lohan and it was like the super british narrator it was like yeah Who's got the yacht in the century? Like, just like a crazy... Wait, were you tell- are you working on a show? You're working on a show that's like this. I was, and then MTV was like, actually... I feel like you told me you were They canceled the show. Um, like, people actually hate rich people now, so we're well, going to cancel that. That's the thing. As we were making this, I was like, it's actually not cool to like... Like, we were talking about how Kylie and Travis were like, both having jets, and we're like, should we take mine or yours? And Taylor Swift getting canceled for yeah. like being the celebrity who takes the most fucking PJ flights. Yeah. And Was that going to be on MTV? It was going to be on MTV, yeah. Are things even on MTV anymore? That's the question. I mean, allegedly, yeah. I think they're like trying to reboot. <laughs> it's like nostalgia core, trying to reboot everything. Yeah. Really. I would love to see a TV guide of what is actively on MTV all day long. Yeah. I want to see, like, bringing back, like, 
Date My Mom, Next Bus. I loved like, Girl Code and Guy Code. Cause for, I never watched that, was, but it seemed it employed comedians. So it did. Fun. Chanel no, Ali was on it. That's yeah. actually the only reason. Pete I Davidson know. was on it. Oh Wait. yay! That's, that's what, but like that was like one of his first things he did. That's so funny. That's yeah. Just wild. Yeah. Credit. Before SNL. Before SNL. Okay. No, he did SNL and then he, then was he like, Yeah, he left SNL this year actually to go okay. do Guy okay. Code. <laughs> so literally attack me and I'm burn like, me down. Razzing you today. Ruin a gay oh, person man. today. <laughs> Connor, this is Boys Club. You gotta get razzed. Um, brutal. Even you watching those architectural digest tours of celebrity homes. I was about to say that's the only thing. Is that online? Yeah. So, like, that would be Cribs, but no one, like, there's not even a reason for Cribs anymore. It's like, oh, Architectural Digest has. That. YouTube so, like, is making a doing? big comeback, I feel. I love YouTube. Me too. <laughs> it's um, a great website, I, a great platform. It absolutely is. You know who loves my you know who loves YouTube? Maddie. My dad. Oh, my dad loves YouTube. What is your dad's like YouTube history like? <sighs> he likes to watch videos of like crazy sports stuff. He would love to see somebody doing something crazy in the gym. <laughs> um, crazy feats of like karate and jujitsu were really cool. The to next to me in yeah. the gym on the squat yeah. rack was did have a tripod set up and was filming himself. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Everybody's a micro celebrity in their own world. Um, that's beautiful. And then he loves like woodworking videos and things like that. Um, he sends me all kinds of stuff, but that's kind of the, his vibe. Wait, one time in college, I was hooking up with a severely closeted person, and speaking of YouTube, they made me watch a like a like um super clip of like the best bowl game plays in the football before before we could do any like hand stuff it was like Whoa. we're gonna watch this and you know i watched every every second of it but um that's, that's a boys club i'm not in like wow, don't that's crazy don't bring this the sports super clips up please yeah <laughs> it's not really me. exactly foreplay <laughs> he had a picture of um him and um, Paris Hilton. No, who's the old man? Phil Regis Philbin. Oh, <laughs> autographed by him. No, and and so this has to come to the dorm with me. I well, okay. So the we hooked up, and of course he was like hammered and like same, and he was super closeted. How did you like, meet him? Dark, I think Grinder. And the next morning, we like hooked up. I fell. We slept, I slept at his place, and then. I tried to like Wait, do a little so cuddle intimate. in the next in the next morning, and he picked my hand up and pulled it off of him. Wait, and, like, that's traumatizing. Are you trauma. traumatized? Trauma, absolutely. I was like, mm, tried tried for some intimacy, and then so I like, in a huff, I like put on my clothes and I'm like I'm leaving. <laughs> and as I'm leaving, I'm just like locking eyes with him at 14 and Regis Philbin, and I was like, I should fucking like shatter this picture with you. <laughs> And Regis um, is he alive now? But I didn't. Not Regis, he's dead. But is the guy alive? Is Regis dead? Rip. Regis is dead. I'm sorry. I don't know. He's probably like married to a woman and like. That's um, so sad. Yeah, an alcoholic and like. Ugh. Maybe maybe not. Maybe um, maybe he's one of those finance bros. Could be law bro. Law. I mean, same thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are cut from the same cloth. But um, yeah, maybe he t- maybe he um took shrooms and saw God and was like, actually, it's okay to be gay, and. It's you know what right. did that for him? Bros. <laughs> I was in a frat. There was another gay kid in my fraternity. Okay. It's just like, I think the term gay guy is like a slur. When straight people are like, there is this gay guy. That's a slur. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> senior year, I would be like going to poetry readings and like go back to the frat house and they'd be like, Stole, where were you? And I was like, no, not, nowhere. Yeah. Just around, just walking. Just kind of around. <laughs> And one time I was like, okay, like they know. Someone was like, I know what you are, Stole. And I was like, oh god, oh god, you're a hipster. And I was like, phew. Thank God. <laughs> you were like, but, honestly, that's worse. <laughs> right? Kill me now. Ashley Gavin talked about that. Who's that? About like, we had. She's our guest last episode. If you're following in sequence, I'd love to connect with them. She, about she said something about like those little moments where someone like when people like see it. And they like, or like, even see anything in you. And there's that moment, like, for me, it would always be like, Can I ask you a question? Oh my and I'd god. be like, Oh my god, I'm gonna die. Sorry, now I have to go. And mm-hmm. the question, Piss out my ass. yes, <laughs> I literally feel like those words, Can I ask you a question? is so stressful to me because it often was, Are you gay? Or, oh. you know, he reminded me of, and it was always Sean Hayes from Real Grace. And it was like, <laughs> Okay, go 
Fuck yourself. You got that this this year. You I got, got that. Re- I got that recently. I got yeah. that in May. So you, have you come like around to it, or are you still just like being don't gay? Past me. <laughs> no, like the show oh. at all. Do I remind you of Sean Hayes? Um, no. But also, like, if you got cast as him in the biopic, I'd be like, okay. Do you know who I'm thinking of? Do you guys watch Game of Thrones? No. Nico. Yes, I do. Thank you. Littlefinger is like the Sean Hayes of that. Oh, of that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool if you were in a spooky, spooky world, that's who you would maybe be. You would be. Even, but he's finger. not good. He sucks. Yeah. I, have you watched the new one, House of Dragon? I've been watching it. Yeah. Did you like it? I'm like still like. I don't know. I remember the first season of Game of Thrones. I was like, what's going on? This is like, this House of Dragon is like juicy and like bad shit is happening nonstop. Okay. Have you, have you I haven't it? watched it. Oh. I just saw some stuff on Twitter that was like, why do they need to be misogynistic? And they're like, it's of the time. And it's like, this is a made up world. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that tweet too. And I was like, okay, good point. Good point. Good good point. point. Like we could actually create the world we want to see if we want to do it. Yeah. Right. There's ways to be juicy without being that problematic. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? There's other stakes to be had. I wonder, like, it's, I guess, because writing's so hard that people are just like, oh, we'll do misogyny, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, that always hits. Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah, it's so much harder to, like, actively try to create a world where there's, like... Interpersonal drama. And, yeah. Yeah, drama. Well, I really think, like, without that power struggle, I mean, if you took away capitalism, we would have no more stories. We'd have to really find new stories. I suppose. Even date, like... I think there would be some interpersonal stuff, though, don't you think? But a lot of, like, I mean, dating uh, yeah. stuff is, like, so um, a product of capitalism. Like, even the way... I think the way that we date on, like, dating apps and, like, the scarcity mm-hmm. mentality... There That's would true. still be drama, but, like, I think a lot of... It would, like, it would have to be, like, a shifting of total perspective yeah capitalism certainly like heightens our desires in in like the stakes we feel for our lives yes and like yeah i don't know the that's something to think about the drive for power i'm just thinking like any show that takes place in a workplace like couldn't no wouldn't (laughs) wouldn't. goodbye workplace comedies (laughs) yeah it would be like at the co-op i mean crazy shit happens at the co-op but you're looking at me like so no, Connor's world has been exploded. I feel like that's such an interesting concept, and I don't know if I'm misunderstanding it. So, do you mean like in terms of relationships? Like, I mean, like even monogamy is being with one person. Isn't that a capitalist way of looking at the world? And then when you talk about scarcity mindset, it's like, oh, like there's like a rush to find this person. You could lose this person, blah 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 blah. And it's like actually you could just be present and exist and like let people come and go, and what happens happens. Is that the alternative of what you're saying? Or am I reading into the parts that I want to read into to create the perfect world that I want to be true? And isn't that what we're all doing all the time? <laughs> all the god of the time. I mean, to be honest, I think I'm just like in over my head in this conversation. But No, um, I feel like I am. Yeah, no. Well, maybe we both are, and that's fine. But I wouldn't say, I think monogamy predates capitalism. But mm-hmm. I just think like so much of, so much of what drives us and like what we want our lives lives to be is so informed by okay so when i was in ireland for a week i just remember thinking these people like don't have structure to their lives (laughs) you hear that irish people you're loose and unstructured yeah leave the pub ever (laughs) and get to work the queen died so you guys could have some goddamn structure, okay? Right. Like, we're always on a conveyor belt. Always. Even when we're following our dreams, oh, there's they're always vibing, a conveyor belt. Yes. So, like, we're there. It's like, you could go to university. You could not. You could go home. Like, it just doesn't matter. Like, you're just like, whatever. At the end of the day, we're going to be in Ireland. And <laughs> he said, whoa. You could go to university. You could go home. <laughs> <laughs> you that- could do whatever. At the end of the day, we're in Ireland. <laughs> but I'm putting that on a like, shirt. <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) I was like, I think that there's a a certain anxiety to being in the States that I almost missed. Where I was like, oh, I'm comfortable with that. Like, I like that. Like, "Mm." it's like part of us. We can't live without it. Right, but like, probably we could and maybe we could sleep better. Like, I just think that Mm -hmm. anxiety is 
so unnatural. Oh, and, yeah. Like, I think the way that the... Like, for fucking hundreds, maybe thousands of years, we've just been, like, <laughs> doing what the Irish do. Going to university or going home. <laughs> yeah. No, not actually, but, like, just, like, being in your little fucking yeah. village, doing the work, and then, like, hanging out for the rest of the day. Yeah. We yeah. weren't, like, just... Oh, I've been... I've been saying this for ages, and it's not an original thought, but I'm like, we could if we all just agreed to slow down, we could slow down. We could do it. We could we have could a four-hour work day. Yes, and just slow the fuck down. There's That's no like April 2020. Yeah. No fucking do you remember in April 2020? Well, not a lockdown. Came, Regular life. But when the article But just slower. Like, just slow. We're like, I don't want to return. It would be like Elite Daily. A return to normal. Elite Daily. I don't want to return to normal. I want to return to to peace let's create a world where blah 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 and people were like we're not gonna run around anymore and now we like kind of do i mean but absolutely we do it would just like there's nothing stopping this train unfortunately i feel well of everything could go two ways agreed robots could like make us have to work a thousand million times more or they just like do most of the jobs mm-hmm. we do a few of the things that humans have to do and then just fucking learn pottery again. Yeah, and chill. That be great? that's really beautiful. That's the cover. I try to talk to my dad about it all the time, and he and we chill. we disagree on this, but I agree. Like just to to I think that we will. I agree with you. I think because of automation, it actually will force the hand for us to reconsider the way we exist and like what it means to have a meaningful life and the way that we structure our time. Okay, wait. Go back to Ireland. <laughs> Period. Go back to Ireland. Period. I think that in places like Ireland and the UK, there isn't perhaps. Do I have data for this? No. (laughs) I have a theory. I think they have a more, a stronger awareness of the mortality of our, like we're all dying. I don't know if it's like those places that have been around longer. You have brought that up three times this episode. On your mind today. No, yeah, you have. And I think that's, I think it's really helpful because, yeah, Americans. We have to remember. Act like they're not going to die, myself included. (laughs) We absolutely are going to die. In bittersweet, you you had a scare earlier. This you had a member sonogram on your testicles. I you know, know. What I'm and it, we all had a scare when you had a scare. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Collectively, in, in bittersweet, do you remember balls. when they said that they did this study <laughs> and these people that had a strong awareness of their mortality, whether they and it wasn't just old people. Like yes, it was old people in the states, but in other countries, it would be younger people who were like living in an unstable political atmosphere. And people who like know that like they just like don't sense they're gonna be here much longer are much happier. Yeah. They're just like like not people that are like dying like right now, like like on death's door, but like people are like, Yeah, like this is this is like a fleeting thing that we're doing. How do you keep that in mind like I don't know, how do you um yeah, keep that in mind and not like fall apart. Well I think it's easy to okay, a hundred like yeah, if we wake if we wake up every day and think about all the things that could happen to our brothers then it would be like we would never get out of bed. Or how meaningless time is. But if it's like (laughs) I think it's more just like putting things into perspective and I say this as someone who absolutely does not and never will but like it's so easy to be so sad about these things that are so in the grand scheme of our human existence so trivial and like I was on youtube.com last night and listening to my favorite person on there well one of them June Jenna from Marbles. <laughs> Second favorite. The Harry Potter puppet pals. June from, <laughs> from Delish. Yeah, she does budget eats. She's amazing. And I Shout love being out. in her kitchen. Shout out to June. Um, but she's like a little morbid. She lost her mom last year. I know everything about her. But she talks a lot about death. And she's like, sometimes I do a thought experiment of like, about this thing that I'm thinking of. Like, what would I do or how would I think about it if I was going to die tomorrow? Yeah. Or if I was going to die in a week? Mm-hmm. Or if I was going to die in a year. I love that all of those were really soon. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting but for like, to be but in they 25 also years. are different, varying. Like, I can see how situations would have different responses to all three of those. Yeah. Though they are all short in a grand scheme of things of your life. Like, yeah. the way you would react to X, Y, and Z on a, a day, a week, and a year is probably different for a lot of things. If not most. Yeah. And, like, what you would want to do. Like, if you're going to die tomorrow... I don't know why. Like my mind's like, would I go to, <laughs> would I go to Rosemont or no? Like I would maybe do, if there's like no consequences, mm-hmm. you might. If you're gonna die tomorrow, there's less consequences. If you're like, okay, I have a week to live. I kind of want to have a good week, so like I don't want to be like too like hungover or anything. Right. Because <laughs> I need to see my mom for the last time. Like it just gives you like more perspective. But then she said after a year, it's like you can't really think that far. Yeah, advance. hard to conceptualize. Really, it is. So, 
if we were gonna die in a week, what would you guys do tonight? Edit this episode. <laughs> so we can memorialize Don't ourselves. Lie to me. Wait, you should though. If, promise me. We could release it uncut. Uncut. <laughs> All of our dirty laundry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we could because we would. Yeah. No consequences. No consequences. <laughs> I'm. They we we do our, edit this podcast. Eh, there's yeah. nothing in there. <laughs> <laughs> Empty. It's twenty thousand dollars of credit card debt. That's, that's my estate. <laughs> you want to do shrooms tonight? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. We it's, didn't sleep. We wouldn't sleep. Yeah, no. I found that. Oh, yeah. The hard way. Not really. Damn. Well. That was really beautiful. This is amazing. Would that you like beautiful. to plug your socials before we wrap up? Sure. Yeah, I'm at Gay Burp where it, where it counts <laughs> no, on Instagram. Awesome. All right, we uh, will end on a smooch on three. One, two, three. Hey, boys, thanks for listening to our podcast, Boys Club. Connor, where can they find you on socials? You can find me on Instagram at Connor Janda, that's C-O-N-O-R, Panda with a J. You can find me at Nico Carney, N-I-C-O Carney, C-A-R-N-E-Y. You can follow both of us at Boys Club Comedy on Instagram. We have a monthly show at Club Coming, last week of the month. Uh, if you're in New York City, you better come hang out, come part, be part of the club. Okay, see you soon, boys. XOXO. Bye.